Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 10th of May. Health authorities in New South Wales have extended COVID restrictions for another week, with Sydney still on edge about the possibility of a super spreader event. There has been no new cases of COVID in the New South Wales community for the past three days, but contact tracers still can't find the missing link and how a man aged in his 50s contracted COVID before passing it on to his wife. The restrictions will remain in place until the 17th of May, with reports New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian made a captain's call on increasing the restrictions and did not discuss the move with senior Cabinet colleagues. Here is Dr Chris Moy from the AMA. I think it just gives you an idea of how worried they are. Essentially the problem is, is that this has come out of the blue and that's the first thing. But the other problem is it's a little bit like a puzzle where they know where the beginning of the joins the dot puzzle is and they know where the end is, but they don't know how many dots are in between and then if that's the case, how far this ring of cases goes if there are any. It comes as a new mass vaccination hub will open in Sydney today and we'll hear more details from our reporter on that story shortly. There's renewed speculation this morning international travel won't be back until at least next year. Prime Minister Scott Morrison said in a statement on Facebook yesterday, Australia's borders will only open when it's safe to do so and the government will continue to listen to medical advice. But Tourism and Transport Forum Chief Executive Margie Osmond says locking out international tourism will have a massive impact. There's a very large portion of the industry that's highly dependent on international visitors, particularly our cities and places like far north Queensland. We will see so many more businesses fail and so many more jobs go in the industry the longer it takes to open those international borders. Infrastructure, jobs and aged care are said to be the big winners in tomorrow night's federal budget. The Treasurer is expected to announce a $10 billion injection into major infrastructure projects across all states and territories over the next 10 years. Aged care is also set to receive a $10 billion boost in the wake of the Royal Commission's recommendations. And we'll have more details from Peter Switzer on the budget shortly in business and finance. And more than 2,000 Aussie athletes and officials will roll up their sleeves for a COVID vaccination today. Those jetting off for the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics in July are getting priority access to the jab with the AstraZeneca or Pfizer vaccine being made available. Here is the Australian Olympic Committee's Strath Gordon. Now they have this absolute extra layer of confidence and protection that will come from taking the, the vaccine and uh, I'll go over there I think with a, an enhanced feeling of being able to get the job done and to represent Australia and to represent their families and communities. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we start in New South Wales and the state government hopes to double the number of COVID jabs being administered across the state when the long-awaited mass vaccination hub opens at Sydney Olympic Park from today. The hub will operate six days a week and can administer as many as 30,000 doses within that time. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield 
says the general population, though, still can't get their jabbers yet. That's right, Tash. Our state is doing things a little differently, with the Premier hoping to get our frontline workers and vulnerable groups vaccinated before rolling the jab out to the general public. For its first two weeks, only people included in Phase 1A and 1B of the rollout can get the vaccine at the hub. People over 50 will have to wait until May 24. New South Wales Health has remained hush-hush about how many people have booked in to get the jab at the vaccine hub, but said it was in the thousands within just the first week. To Victoria now and their promises of a big cash windfall for road and rail infrastructure projects in tomorrow's federal budget with more than $3 billion expected to be handed to the state. Among them, funds for a new freight terminal. Our reporter James Lake is in Melbourne with the details. Yeah, Tash, well, the big focus is, of course, on projects which will ease congestion. Melbourne's notorious Monash Freeway gets mentioned. It seems to have permanent roadworks going on, but will get even more lanes added and new ramps to help traffic flow through the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. 30 major railway stations will also receive massive car park upgrades to encourage more people back onto public transport post-pandemic. As an added bonus, the major injection for road and rail upgrades is expected to help create more than 3,000 new jobs for Victoria. And to Queensland, calls to scrap NAPLAN are continuing to grow as the controversial test gets underway across the country this week. Education experts are labelling the program as outdated and causing unnecessary stress for students and teachers. Our reporter Amy Drew has more from Brisbane. Yeah, Tash, well, speaking to News Corp, President of the Queensland Teachers Union, Cresta Richardson, says the majority of teachers loathe the exam and most feel the testing method is broken. The group says in its current form, the test needs to go. A plan for NAPLAN to be replaced was put forward last year by education ministers from Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT after an independent review found the assessment should have a broader scope with greater focus on critical and creative thinking. While a recent study from the Australian Education Union found 75% of teachers and 73% of principals think the exam is ineffective. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. It's pre-budget leak time and the latest is about retirees getting a superannuation boost tomorrow night. Yeah, well, it's one more sleep before Treasurer Josh Frydenberg reveals the budget for the 2021-22 year and the news is self-funded retirees will be able to put more money into super by ending the work test that stopped those between 67 and 74 building up their super nest egg. This will also be a great boat catcher for the government. And interesting story out today too, Peter, about uh, Crown Resorts. Many are saying expected share price to dramatically increase because of talk about this $12 billion merger with the Star Entertainment Group. Yes, the SMH says the merger proposal, which has surprised many, is set to be made public this morning by the ASX. It pits the star against US investment giant Blackstone for the casino group once heavily controlled by James Packer that has recently fallen foul of the regulator for crimes such as ignoring money laundering and other actions that threaten its very licence to operate. And some good news on the home front as we continue to see many house prices soar across the country. Good news with the Peak Builder Group predicting 194,000 homes will be built this year. 
That's right. The fact that house prices are rising so quickly and many Aussies can't even buy a home is because there is a supply problem. Well, forecasts released by Master Builders Australia reveal residential construction will soar to over 194,000 homes by July 1, reflecting the success of the Morrison government's home builder scheme that has also driven a 12.4% increase in major home renovations. This is great news for home buyers and job creation, but it will mean getting a a tradesman to show up to do a job could be an absolute nightmare. Indeed, harder than ever. Peter, thank you. Thank you. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. It was a Mother's Day masterclass from Manly superstar Tommy Turbo yesterday. Yes, good morning, Tash. Certainly was, and it's a scary thought for the rest of the NRL that Des Hasler actually believes that Tommy Turbo isn't quite at his best. He was phenomenal yesterday. Uh, the Seagulls were down by about eight points there at half time, but as you said, Tommy Turbo turned it on in his 100th NRL game. He had four try assists and crossed over for two of his own. It's, it's just his fourth game back from that hamstring tear. Here is his coach on that uh, performance yesterday. He was uh, some really good patches, and you know, he, uh, the, the scary part is he's still sort of building into the season so he's managing it really well he's just such a damaging player and more scary for the Broncos who they face on Friday night as Magic Round begins at Suncorp Stadium uh, Canterbury's in a bit of a hole at the moment they lost to St George Illawarra last night 32-12 to it was a dirty day for the Dogs Cole Flanagan was benched Corey Allen and uh, Lachlan Lewis ended the match in hospital with injuries and uh, their coach Trent Barrett admits that not a lot went right from a performance point of view I thought our execution was poor thought our discipline was poor Poor. Thought across the board it was poor. And now we've got eight games in three days at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Looking forward to Magic Round kicking off on Friday night. Absolutely. And Brett, to the AFL now, Carlton's fans are growing impatient with their final hopes hanging by a thread after a very disappointing defeat against the Dogs. Yes, they were leading them by 27 points late in the third term, then coughed up eight of the last nine goals. They lost by 16 points. It went from what would have been a really impressive win to a, another disappointing loss for David Teague and his Blues, but he's not giving up on their finals hopes just yet. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I, I don't think so. Are we where we, we want to be? No. We want to, we want to be in a top four team and give yourself the best chance, give yourself a second chance going into finals. Now, in the match that was moved from Perth to Brisbane, that was the Lions and the Dockers last night. Brisbane now knocking on the door of the uh, AFL's top four. They beat the Dockers by 24 points. They did all the damage in the first half. Charlie Cameron booted three goals, five. Hugh McCluggage and Jared Lyons controlled the midfield. Their coach, Chris Fagan, says that they let their foot off the pedal in the last term. I thought that we were able to control the game from the start, but probably leave a tad disappointed that when you get seven goals up early in the last quarter that we couldn't actually finish it off. But certainly the informed team, along with the Dogs and the Demons in the AFL right now, are the Lions, Tash. Yeah, massive weekend yet again in sport. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. And billionaire Tesla CEO and SpaceX founder Elon Musk has hosted Saturday Night Live in the US. During the opening monologue, the 49-year-old revealing he was making history as the first person with Asperger's syndrome to host, adding or at least the first person to admit it. While cryptocurrency Dogecoin has plummeted after Musk joked about it on the show. After previously pumping up its value, Dogecoin was down 40% after the billionaire and his mum mentioned it. I'm excited for my Mother's Day gift. I just hope it's not Dogecoin. It is. (laughs) It sure is.
Ah, modern day influence, and that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch our latest episode and be across all the breaking news and hot topics as they happen in our brand new talk show, Australia Today, with Steve Price by heading to listener.com or downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.